Oh, all. Let's have a little bit of a drum music playing there. Gets you in the mood. Talk about drum birthing. <laughs> Where's everyone coming in from? Uh, it's Peter, I know where you are. Where's everyone else from? Welcome, welcome to the first one of this year. The scary thing is it's almost in the January. <laughs> Where's the month gone? Iowa. Hello, Iowa. Always give it a few minutes, let people arrive. Today we're talking about dragons in shamanism and drum birthing. Somebody asked to know about a ritual for drum birthing. Uh, so I'll, I'll explain the one that I use. Pembrokeshire. Hey. Land of the dragon. <laughs> we like Wales. Good and rugged. It's very much like Devon and Cornwall, really, in some ways. And very close. Whenever I, when I go to the north coast of Devon and I, I can see Wales and I wave at it across the. <laughs> Yeah, Peter's from Alberta in Canada. There's a fly flying around. Why don't we give it a couple of minutes past and then uh, let people come in. Sorry, I've been noticeably absent the last few months. No, I'm Peter, we all get busy. It did actually happen in December. In December, we had lots of uh, internet issues, so... Uh, it it didn't happen there. My my internet speed was sort of zero point two, so I spent the whole time like this. Which confused people, <laughs> understandably. There's me saying and I'm explaining something, and they're like, "You're not moving." Okay. Actually, have a little bit more drum music maybe while we're waiting. I could play my drum. A little bit of drum music while we're waiting for people to arrive. my travel drum this is my uh, ceremonial drum do you like the artwork a beautiful lady in Finland uh, basically took my really scribbled drawings and uh, turned them into those beautiful uh, pieces welcome welcome people just saying we just wait for people to arrive Pop in the comments where you're from if you if you want to tell us where you're coming in from. 
They've got Wales in the house, Iowa, Canada. Where's everyone else from? Bing bong. I always say Avon's calling. <laughs> Adverts from the 80s, I think. Welcome, welcome, people. <laughs> Hi, Brenda. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad I made it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really slack on the Sunday ones. Never mind. Oh, and I'm really good with, you know, the time difference and everything. And it's like, I look at the clock, it's like, ah, oh, shit, not again. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all that everything's on replay, so you can always play catch I up. know. I know what it's like, it, but I, I get loads of things that I need to replay, and you're like, oh, I can't be bothered. It's, it's much more fun live, isn't it? I do. I do like the live instead of like the old Memorex, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if people want to see where they're popping in from, it's always good, nice to see the spread throughout the world. So I'm here from it? Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I'm in Dartmouth, Devon. There you go. And you're in Dartmouth, yeah. <laughs> Which one came first? <laughs> oh, de definitely Devon. <laughs> it was probably there, but it wasn't called Dartmouth, was it? I was going to say, um, it's funny, um, my brother-in-law's mom was from Devon. Yeah. That's a nice my nephew. My nephew just got back from Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. He was there for work for 10 days. Yeah, that's not far from me. It's sort of up, up and sort of uh, north a little bit. And... I'm right on the coast. Yeah, pretty excited. <laughs> cool. Give it another minute or so. Let people arrive. Anyone else want to share where they're from? No, don't have to, you don't want to. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We haven't started yet, we're just welcoming people. I know what it's like. It takes a while, you, you press the Zoom button and it does all these silly updates and you're like, come on, I'm trying to get on. You want to type where you where you're from, or, or jump on and say where you're from before we start. Don't be shy. <laughs> That's fair enough. Everyone's a little bit shy today. Slow start to the year. Yeah, these these meetings used to be at the beginning of the month, so I've moved them all to uh, the the last one of the month, last Tuesday of the month. And this is the one that we should have done at Christmas, but um, there was lots of issues with the internet, so we're doing it now. And then uh, I haven't got a plan for the rest of them, so I'm open to anyone saying, I'm really interested in this thing about shamanism. And maybe it doesn't have to be shamanism if it's sort of loosely related. I'm happy to talk about it. It's always good to spread it. The whole point of this talk is literally just to get people to say, oh, what is shamanism? And I've done a whole bunch of different ones throughout last year and planning on doing one a month for the rest of this year just to share what it is. Um, gets you to know who I am. You don't necessarily have to use me if you want to think shamanic, but at least you think, oh, that's what shamanism does. Denmark. Where in Denmark? 
I've never been to Denmark. It's, it's on the, the list of places to go. A friend that's just moved there to Denmark, right near the coast. I can't even remember the name of the place. Yeah, I want, I want to do that little trip to Sweden and Denmark, back through Germany, France. I might be going to Italy as well. I might be going to Italy for uh, end of Easter. I'm looking forward to that. Not being there yet. Rome. Colorado. Yeah, no idea where that is. I'll look it up afterwards. <laughs> right then, I think we're four minutes past. So let's get this thing going. We're on record. That's good. As I normally do, share my screen. Right on there. Share screen. Perfect. I can still see you all in the in the corner there. Good stuff. Can everyone? Can you see the screen? Give me a thumbs up. You can see it. Perfect. So talking about dragons in shamanism, if, if any of you have known me at all for a while, you'll know that dragons are, are big in my life and I run the Dragon Thunder Talks and the Dragon Summit and dragons work with me a lot in shamanism. So if you've not been before, just to let you know that they're, all of these are on replay, they're, they're all on the website. And you can you look through them. So there's quite a few interesting ones. The dismemberment journey was quite powerful. Uh, reconnecting with your dragons, shamanic tools, all of those beautiful ones. As I say, this this one today was meant to be in December. We had internet problems, so we're running it today. And we're going to be running through the rest of the year. Uh, and if there's anything that you would like me to talk about, let me know. And somebody said they want to talk about John birthing. So that's why we're going to run through that one today. And if you're really interested, um, I have got a video somewhere of me birthing my my beautiful drum on on Dartmoor. I recorded it. That picture there is meant to be me sitting there with my dragons telling me what to do. <laughs> so while you're all here, let's just uh, bring ourselves into the present moment. I know you've all got busy lives, so it's great that you're here. And those of you who watch it on record, yeah, thank you for watching it. That's the beautiful things. So just just today, actually, well, yesterday, I was talking about um, dragons of the runes, and they're some of the runes that I've created with the dragons. And we were looking at the uh, the mind of the heart, and we were talking about just turning off our really busy minds, our judgy minds, and just coming into the heart space. And maybe we should just do that for a couple of seconds. Just breathe, and just imagine that you can breathe into your heart and really open your heart and just feel love for the planet i know at times it's hard <laughs> what goes on at the moment but just be here in this moment beautiful recording grandfather fire and i've called in all the uh, the dragons of the runes and all the dragons that I work with. So they're here holding a beautiful sacred space for us. Beautiful. It's nice to have a little pause. So let's talk about dragons in shamanism. So why do dragons even come and assist us? And there's there's many, many reasons. And I just love that beautiful picture of that, that white dragon, the cream dragon. It's gorgeous, it's huge. Obviously, they're not all necessarily that large. Sometimes they come to us to wake up our souls. 
sometimes we're we're asleep we're we're stuck in the 3d we're stuck in the, the yeah the trap almost so sometimes they'll come along and just wake us up it's quite a shock to meet a dragon most people that i know who've met dragons and in, in this reality or in a dream i've said they they were shocked they were afraid they were fearful of it and, and that's what they come into they come into it's quite a shock and it's quite a, a spiritual thing to, to meet a dragon sometimes they come in because we need courage they're just coming in because of that. Somebody's trying to phone me, just turn that off. They come into, into our lives to provide us with courage. So maybe there's something we need to do. Maybe there's a, a leap of faith. Maybe we need to leave a relationship. Maybe to leave, leave a job. Maybe we need to follow our hearts rather than our minds, which many of us do. So they'll, they'll come in then. For me, they, they definitely come in when there's a spiritual attack um, that's occurring and, and, and they'll protect you. and. I've been on many journeys with my students and my clients where we're going on a shamanic journey and there's some sort of entity that is necessarily not helpful or trying to attack us at the worst and that they come in and you can imagine that you know, a dragon the size of a mountain protecting you, you're going to be protected. They also come in sometimes to remind us of our magic. We've forgotten the word magic. It's it's a bit like witch and dragon. It's they're all mythical. These things aren't mythical. This that's just the education that's uh, changed it. And, and we won't go into the depths of that. But magic is there. We are all magic, and we are full of magic. And your dragons often come back when you start to tap into magic. Many people when they start Reiki, which is a sort of magic, or Rahani, or shamanism, or any sort of healing modality, often. The dragons will come in and of course many other types of spirits will come in as well um they also come in because they're healing they're very 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 powerful healers and uh, i've got three dragons in my shamanic temple that are always coming in to help me um they're there to protect while the healing is going on they'll come in and they'll help with actual physical healing or soul healing or aura healing or chakra healing um, there's small ones that will go into your chakras and clean them for you. So they definitely come in and help and heal. They also come to help us heal other people. So if you're a healer, a dragon may come in to help you heal other people. They are there standing with you, guarding you, protecting you while you, you're doing your healing, your magic. They also come in to help us heal animals, plants, planets and galactic systems and at the moment obviously on, on earth we are sending a lot of energy to Gaia to, to help her heal from the ravages of the humans. The dragons are very powerful, they're very friendly um, if you're on their side. If, they're, if you're not on their side then they can be quite powerful and quite ferocious. So Dragons, in, for me in shamanism, appeared first in April 2017, and there's a long story that I, I, I won't go into now because I've, I've said it many times before. But basically, I was riding my horse out in the British countryside, and a full-size dragon appeared and scared the bejeebas out of my horse and me. At that point, I'd not really heard of dragons other than seeing them on the telly, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon and all the dragons that were raiding villages and knights were killing them and you know all the rest of it that's what dragons were to me so it scared the bejeebas out of me and many other people have got a story of meeting a dragon and just remembering what our culture thinks of as dragons uh if you're in china you think of a dragon completely differently i mean it's it's coming up to the year of the dragon 
I think, I think it's the 10th of February we start the Year of the Dragon, and for them, it's a being that's, you know, lucky, basically, that's the easiest way to describe it. Uh, I think for us, in our reality, we think of them burning down villages and, you know, people having to sacrifice and them stealing all our gold. And, <laughs> and so that was my first thought, but over time, I've met other shamanic people, Reiki masters that have worked with dragons and that, and they started to educate me on how to work with the dragons, how to talk to the dragons. And the dragons have since um, trusted me a lot more and I've trusted them a lot more. And recently, 27 of them came in and they came in and channeled the, they call them the, the runes of the dragons. And you can see some of them there and I've, I've got them in the multicolors and all rest of it. Um, but basically they, they came in and wanted to say there's 27 of us, we're, we're not just, yeah, there's many, many different dragons out there. They were like a, a council of the dragons of the runes. And I found out that the dragon that came in April 2017 was one of these. And it was a water dragon. And back before on, on the last slide, I was saying, why do they come in? And they came in basically to wake up my soul. My, I, I was you know, in IT, I was a computer person. I did the nine to five. I did. I did what you meant to do. And I was going to sort of you know, work until I'd been there for until I was sixty-seven, retire, live my ten years, and basically, in many ways, asleep. You know, no idea about spirituality or anything. And that dragon coming in just was a huge experience. I thought I'd lost the plot. Thought I'd been working too hard, and, and that's it. Came in to wake me up, and in waking me up, uh, I, I obviously followed that connection a lot lot deeper and uh, a very deep connection now with, with many dragons so the dragons i work with during my shamanic practice like as i say they provide protection during rituals and ceremonies and uh, whenever i go on a journey so often when i go on a journey the first thing i will do before i even go on and on one i will call in the energy of the dragons and a recent example uh, we were in Glastonbury, where there's beautiful energy, but there's also a lot of dark energy. Um, and it's one of the chakras of the world. So understandably, it's going to have people there that have got ill intent and good intent. Um, and we were going on a journey, we we're going on a past life regression. And the, the people with their minds and with their free soul were walking up the tour. If you've been to Glastonbury, it's a beautiful walk. And they're walking up there to meet their ancestors, their wise ancestor, so that they could... Uh, basically go through and, and receive a gift and clear some of their ancestral traumas. And that all worked really well, but quite a few of them said that as they were walking up in their minds, there were a lot of dark energy coming in and, and sort of evil looking beasts. And they said the whole time there, there was dragons just pushing them away. And, and that's what the dragons do. They come in to protect in that amazing way. And they also come in just to, just to be with you and Personally, I find them, they, they're there mainly in my shamanic journeys. However, I also call them in when I'm going for a drive in this reality. So if I'm going to go to the shops, I'll call the three of them in and I, and I ask them to assist me with many things like finding a parking space and you know, make sure I'm not speeding and make sure nobody crashes into me. And when you walk with the understanding that you've got a dragon uh, with you, you just imagine that how how powerful you can feel and how protected you feel they have healing powers themselves to help us uh, and they they are um of this reality and they're also of all realities dimensions they've always have always been 
Um, the easiest way to think of them is like angels or archangels. They, they have been just always around. And so they have healing powers. Each of them has a different level of healing powers. And so they're very useful. Um, yes, and I obviously use them in extractions, relocation of energies. So within shamanism, there's a thing called an intrusion tunnel. And the intrusion tunnel is a tunnel that I open and that tunnel looks like uh, your life and your past lives. So it's like your soul life. And what can happen is at certain points, all of us have traumas in this life and, and in past lives. What can happen is uh, an intrusion can attach itself into your soul journey. And what it can do is it, it can it can leech your energy. So you might be perfectly fit and healthy, but just feel tired all the time or whatever. Uh, you could have illnesses, dis-ease, as we call it. And what the dragons can do is because, they're, again, they're so big and powerful and healing and strong. Most There's nothing out there that I've met so far that resists a dragon. And if it does, then the dragon asks its friends to come in and you've got two or three dragons. They, they, they've got such power, they can extract anything. And uh, on a recent one, for example, one of the ladies had uh, fibromyalgia. For many years and uh, we were trying to go back and see if there was a trigger point on it and we sort we found it and what often happens is the energy will sit and it will manifest as something that means something to us and something to the person that's being healed uh, my dragons went in and they went around a corner and it, they went back sort of 20 or 30 years in this person's life and they came dragging out literally a 40-foot crocodile and this crocodile was basically a manifestation of the trauma that had occurred in her life and when we removed it she went from being a zero for many years out of ten you know, i always ask my clients why well, are you a zero to ten ten good zero bad she said i've been a zero for many years afterwards she said immediately she felt like she was about a five out of ten and uh, she's been working with the dragons ever since and, and improving her health um so yeah and the good thing about dragons is a bit like your angels and your archangels their interest is 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 just it's just pure love for you. It is that that's their whole interest. So dragons in shaman is very powerful, and you don't have to be a shamanic practitioner to call in a dragon. That that I must say that is they're they're working with me in shamanism, but dragons will come in and assist anyone that calls them. And moving on to that, you can each have a dragon friend, guide, whatever you want to call it. Um, often people get very confused about dragons and it's very hard to remove from your mindset all of the programming you've had about dragons and you're thinking of them as big beasts and scary and rest of it, but they can sometimes be very small and friendly. They can be fluffy, they can be furry, they can be feathered, they can be more snake-like. Um, they can actually be very humanoid looking as well. Um, and the important thing is that you need to have the prerequisite that you you believe in dragons. You're not going on, on a journey to say, prove it to me. They're not going to come out there just like, yeah, what, what's, what's the point? We're not interested in you. They're interested in people that already feel a connection to dragons. And if you're on here, you've probably got some sort of feeling that maybe there's something out there. And in this picture, you can see there's a dragon at the base of my drum and two two dragons at the top so you can see those those are my three three main dragons that have been in my life since uh well what are we now so it must be must be six six and a half years now 
um, and they've probably always been there but I forgot <laughs> um, and then they reminded me by landing as a big dragon and waking me up to it and uh, maybe your first meeting as a dragon will, will open something up for you um, we're not all called to huge big missions some of us are called to bigger missions than others and meeting your dragon as I said before might be a big mission or it might be just that they're in there to protect you and, and look after you and maybe it's just someone you can talk with you don't necessarily have to have a dragon to have this huge big mission so don't think you, you do um, if you want to meet your dragon it's uh, meetyourdragons.com and that's completely free and I think we're heading for nearly a thousand people so nearly every day I get a message like oh I met my dragon its name's this and it's this color and it's got this color eyes and it was this big and, it, and it's maybe realized this and so do do connect with them um, and, it, and I always say if the first few times you go on one of these journeys and your mind's a bit busy it doesn't work <laughs> you have to really be in your heart space and you need to be not judging it you not be need to be not going to it going prove it to me because it just doesn't work then it needs to be a case of I believe in dragons I believe they're out there I believe they they did exist and we've just forgotten and you go on the journey and you'll have a beautiful experience and one of the missions the dragons gave me was find our dragon riders and it doesn't mean you have to ride the dragon it's just it's just a, a way they describe it so you, if you want to you can go riding on the dragon in alternative realities which is extremely fun <laughs> I have to say um, or you you just might meet up with them in your meditations you might meet them in your dreams you might meet them while you're walking in nature you might there's so many different ways of meeting them um, so don't don't limit it so that that course will assist you in opening the the sort of the the portal as I call it to the dragons it's not a very long one it's it's actually just uh, I think about an hour and a half webinar that I turned into a short course just to make it flow so that you can work your way through so if you're interested have a look and all of this will be on replay and I'll share all the links so you don't need to write them down if you're having not having time so dragon energy yeah. I when the dragons came into me I was like who are you why are you here what's it all about and and they say they are source energy so in the same way that angels and archangels are source energy they are source energy they have always been there always been here and there's always going to be a friendly and an unfriendly version of the dragon so far i've only met the friendly ones uh, which is good <laughs> um but i've heard that there are, are less friendly ones out there which is fine that's, that's the way it is and each dragon like each of us humans is unique now yeah? and they, they they came into existence with some core gifts and some core skills um some people like to define dragons by the color or the elemental definition um and i think this provides a way into who the dragon is but in the same way if you've got red hair does that mean every red-headed person is the same or if you wear green tank tops does that mean you're the same it, i think it doesn't many of the dragons come in a certain color that they have the ability like chameleons you know there's there's little lizards that change their color many of the dragons have the ability to change their colors they, they can be black then white then green then pink then purple rainbow colors all different ones and many people say to me i've met a red dragon what does it mean well it just means they're red <laughs> and the only way to truly understand 
why they're being read when they're seeing you is is to have a conversation with them in the same way if you met someone that had dyed their hair blue you might say to them, oh, i like your blue hair what did you dye it blue and they, they'll tell you and they go oh well this is this is story or i just wanted it a difference and the, the dragons are, are the same way um there are some people that will say if it's a red one it's always this um maybe that's true for some dragons but not not for all and I, I often say to people treat your dragon guide your friend like you would a human just accept that they're much bigger <laughs> much more powerful and probably a bit more scary than the most but they're, they're here to be your friend if, if a dragon connects with you then it, it wants to be your friend and it's probably known your soul um forever well, it's a big statement but it's true and we, we just forget that but they don't they're, they're always there yeah and as i say that dragons are, are far too complex for us to define them by their physical attributes the elements whether they're wind dragon wood dragon fire dragon obviously if they're a wood dragon they're they're more likely to work with wood if they're fire they're more likely to work with fire again like humans they they can be multifaceted so some of them will be fire water earth and air and wind and east and south and north and all of that combined um, and you can't sort of just pin them down but there will be some that are maybe less mature and that's what they are they're, they're a dragon of the wind and that's it um, so work with your dragons and you'll find that they're like us humans some of them are very simple what they do some of them are, are sort of much more awake and uh, capable of many different things some learn lots of skills some of them are healers some of them aren't healers some of them will just be like a dog and just want to cuddle you <laughs> some of them will be more like i don't know a whale or something and a bit more intelligent and lots lots of information going around from them and they grow too they grow in their maturity they grow by working with humans as well because we're just so different to them Yeah, but say in the chat, less, less friendly dragons will often have a very important message for you. Yes, yep, they probably all, always got a message. That's true. And then I just wanted to sort of talk about dragons. And this this beautiful little dragon here, <laughs> I, I think it just gives you an idea that not all the dragons are great big fierce things. And just because it's a small little thing and it looks really cute. It doesn't mean it's not powerful. It doesn't mean it has strong magic. And probably the smaller it is, um, the fact that it's not got physical presence, it probably is very strong in, in the magic. It's probably very strong in its wisdom. Um, yeah, so even though they might be small and cute, they can still be extremely powerful. And I've, I've met a few small ones, and, and they seem to be the wisest ones. You know, you, you've got the the big beefy ones and then you've got the small wise ones i i find yeah it's very hard to be strong and beefy when you're only this big <laughs> so hopefully you've heard of dragon thunder if you haven't let me just explain dragon thunder is a group of individuals who love dragons and that's all we do we talk about dragons we share about dragons and it doesn't have to be that you're into shamanism or reiki or healing dragons come into all sorts of people at all levels of their life and uh, we have a Facebook group, and there's I think 1,700 people in it now. 
and it's a nice friendly group and we all share and, and if anyone gets rude and horrible I kick them out immediately it's not we're not there for that it's a nice friendly group uh, we have a, a yearly summit where we talk about dragons it's called the dragon thunder thunder is a collection of dragons imagine 5,000 dragons flying through the sky it would sound like thunder <laughs> major thunder that's why I called it dragon thunder um, and it was a, a message that came through from the dragons there was a summit last year and all of the replays are available at dragonfunder.info they're all free there's about 30 speakers and then what we do each month is we have one or two speakers come on and they talk about their dragons they they share their healings they share their ceremonies uh, they, there's one lady that shares channeling and she actually has a dragon talk through her and again those are all there on, on that what i call the dragon portal and they're all free and if you go to dragontalks.info you can see that the speakers that are coming the last one we had was very interesting one of the ladies was talking about there's a lady called Alphelia if you've ever heard of her she was talking about dragons coming into her life and how dragons made her a millionaire and she was very ill very poor and on, on benefits and the dragons came in and uh, she now talks about dragons a lot and, and many spiritual things and, and channels dragons um that's that very interesting talk so if you're interested have a look at that and then coming sunday the 4th of february we've got a couple of beautiful um, speakers again talking about dragons and, and sharing theirs the great thing about dragons is that it's so wide the way people work with them it's it's different and we celebrate the difference rather than go oh, you're different to us you mean you work your dragons that way and we work them that way we don't do that we we do the dragons have said keep it simple we're all one big dragon family yes we're all a bit different but don't do what you humans do where you split yourselves into groups and smaller groups and smaller groups we don't do that we're we dragons and we work with you all in many different ways so sort of don't argue who's right because you're all right and then just wanted to talk about the, the dragon runes after the dragons came in my, my three main ones said we would like you to channel the runes i was like the what the runes I was like, and I, I was like okay i thought they said ruins as in like a ruined castle and like, no the runes and i was like oh, okay and as you can see on that that's some of the rainbow colored ones the runes are very simple and what they channeled was some very simple ideas of how you can connect with them and they said the only way you can truly understand is is pull a card go on a journey however that is for you um and connect with the dragon of that room so recently actually yeah was it yeah, yesterday we we were talking to the, the the mind dragon but rather than it being the mind of the of the head it was the mind of the heart and it was extremely powerful uh journey it really was and we we met with the the mind dragon the the mind of the heart and it really opened our hearts we, we were all like so high afterwards of meeting this dragon and what we do is we, we go to the lower realms and there's there's a bit like you can see here on, on the shield here there's actually a grove and that grove has got a huge big stone plinth and within it is a rune of each of the dragons and it's big enough for like a, a full size you know imagine a sort of double decker size bus type dragon to land on it and there's a blank one and what we do is we journey to that we stand there and we we meet the dragon which is beautiful and uh what i'm doing is i'm looping around that uh one each week 
I think we're on the 11th now. Um, but yeah, if you want to join that course, you can just pop in at any point, whether it's the 1st or the 27th, because we'll just keep looping back around meeting the meeting the dragons. So that's there if you're interested. And that's, again, another way they, that they work with me. I, if I'm doing a, a shamanic journey, then I will pull one of the, the rune cards and I've got in my mind the intention that this is a message for the person that I'm, I'm working with, the client. And obviously, if you've got a, a version yourself, you can do that yourself in the same way you would any sort of tarot cards, basically. Um, it may cost £88.88, and that gives you a rune booklet that explains each one of them. And that's what leads on to drums, dragons on my drum. As you saw there, I've got three of my dragons on my drum. They're the, they're the three main dragons that came in. So it's Agatha, Sophia and Georgie. And some people say you shouldn't mention your dragon's name. I'd like to clear that up, that a dragon's name that it gives you is, is not its power name. Dragons have their own name, which is a more powerful one. And there's thoughts that if you know the powerful name, then you can somehow ensnare it, imprison it. And there are dragons throughout the, the world and the universe that have been imprisoned. Um, I did once ask my dragons to give me th their name and they said, well, if we actually told you our names, it, the vibration of it would probably kill you because <laughs> it's it's so multidimensional, so powerful, so deep and it's it's colours and everything. So I, I asked, would you just give me a, a little hint? And, and they did. And it was imagine going to a, a full size orchestra and that orchestra playing at full volume. And then imagine lots of flashing lights, imagine lots of smell, imagine the earth shaking. It was a bit like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I get why I can't understand your full name. Um, but they do have a, a power name as well. Um, I've not asked my dragons their power name. I've just got their simple name that I call them. And I think that that's that's fine with me. If you wanted to ask them their power name, I'm sure they'd have to really trust you to make sure you didn't uh, misuse it. So. My, my drum, who's called Freya, um, I believe that all shamanic instruments, when they're fully birthed, have a soul. Um, she has the three dragons on her. And uh, so what we'll do now is transition into the request where somebody asked, how did I birth my drum? And uh, if people are interested, I can share that, that video of me standing in the stone circle on Dartmoor. It was uh, as the sun was literally setting and, and going down, so it's almost going to be dark. And uh, you, you can see me walking around doing the ceremony. So for me, I think drum birthing's got three levels. The first one is a, the simplest one. You connect to your drum and you do that just by feeling deeply into it and, and imagine it not as a sound making tool, but as a, a magical tool. And you can just do that yourself just just by holding it connecting to it and, and just feeling that and when you when you first receive it it's obviously most of these are on animal skin um you can get some synthetic ones and it's been in the hands of someone that's been manufacturing it yes they manufacture it with love and, and my one was i drew mine so you can see the celtic knot around the outside you can see the tree of life you can see the dragons you can see the ankh you can see the phoenix in the middle and you can see other elements so you can see the mountains and the birds and you can see stonehenge in there you can see the deer you can see the warriors you can see the mushrooms and there's loads of elements in there that are 
are powerful to me. So they're, they're things that have occurred as, as I've learned about my shamanic journey. And uh, I waited until I'd really had all that together before I, I bought a drum. There's nothing to stop you buying a drum, a nice, simple, plain one. Um, and often what can happen is that the drum skin will start to change colors and shape slightly as, as you use it. And I've often seen sort of images in people's very plain drums and, and what comes out can look like a, an animal or like a wolf or something. It's, it's quite interesting to see the drums change. That's the simple one. When, when you first receive it, you, you just you take it as yours and it's like, okay, it's now mine and you can play with it and use it, but it's not truly being birthed. Um, some of my students did that with their drums. They had them for a while and it wasn't until they did the, the full on birthing ceremony that they actually felt like it was now a, a tool of theirs and they felt it was magical. Um, drum, the, the drum beat that we use in shamanism is, is quite sort of a steady beat. It's almost like a heartbeat and, it, and we use different ones as well. Um, but that opens a portal and so it's very powerful. So that's the first connection, just connecting to your drum, just, just seeing and feeding into it deeply and just, just almost just bonding with it. <laughs> and then the, the second level that I love to ask people to do is go on a, an alternative reality journey. So go on a shamanic journey, whether it's to the upper world or to the lower world or to the middle world. And in, in that, imagine you've taken your drum with you. And when you do that, you can call, up, call on the soul of your drum. It won't necessarily birth into the drum at that point, but you, you get to meet the soul of your drum. And because it's going to be a, a magical instrument, then the universe sends a soul to be the soul of your drum. Uh, and that's why my one's, my one's called Freya, because in the essence of Freya, the goddess is birthed in my drum. I'm not saying my drum is Freya. Freya can be in many different places, like any sort of magical being. But an essence of her is in there, the love, the warrior, the healer, uh, are in the drum. And then the, the third level is when you, you fully birth it. So the first thing you connect to your drum, you meet the soul of your drum. And then the third level is you, in this reality, is you run through a ritual, or you might want to call it a ceremony, where you, you basically birth the drum. And you show your drum to the elements, the directions, the sun or the moon, whichever you feel like you're called to do. Uh, so the this drum, Freya, she, she was birthed under the, the, the sun that was setting. And then my, my darker drum was uh, under the moon energy. Um, so they, they, I think they're sort of a bit, a bit of yin and yang there. Um, and yeah, and you, you call in the soul essence of your drum. So the third, the, the level that, I mean, there's lots of information here, but basically what, what you, you need to do is, is decide where you're going to birth your drum. Tap, tap into, at the level two, the soul of your drum and find out, is it a, a sunset drum? Is it a drum that, that wants to be under the moonlight? Is it a drum that's connected to the water? Or is it a drum that's connected to the trees or the forest? And tap into that and go okay I, so my my one was like it was really earthy strong deep energy and it, it was a, a sun energy so i went on to the top of dartmoor right in the middle of, and uh, i basically stood in a stone circle and i i called her in there and what you do is, is you 
you go to this this place that you're going to go to and you, you set up some fires and of course some places you can't set a fire because you might catch fire to the the ground or whatever so what i did i took some lanterns up and what you do is you you put a lantern or the fire in each of the places so you put it in the east and the south and the west and the north so all the points of the compass and you then imagine that it's the fire the water the earth and the air elements that are at each of those points of the compass and you can imagine an imaginary circle or like i did you could stand in the middle of a stone circle and i used the the extremities of the stone circle to be my east the south the west the north the fire the water the earth and the air um, that that is completely up to you and then what you do is you 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 call in either if, if you're into shamanism and you've got spirit guides you've got a spirit team if you've got a spirit dragon or a dragon guide you'd call them in to come and help you hold a space of utter pure light and love you want you want it you want a fully protected area because you're about to birth the drum you want it to be clean and safe and you want to make sure there's no energies there uh, if you're into saging and things like that then you might sage the area and just ensure it's a strong clean space if you've got friends that are into holding space then maybe come and ask them to help you as well and maybe they could stand at each of the, the points the east the south the west the north and, and just really hold a, a good strong solid space for you I just did it on my own and I just called in all of my shamanic temple uh, it's got many guides in it to, to help protect me and then what you do is you take your drum and you literally walk around your either your imaginary circle at least a couple of times just walking around it waking the drum up beating it gently if if it's a cold damp evening and you are able to have a real fire then it's always good to warm the drum up because what can happen is the skin can get a bit slack and the, the drum sound can sound a bit like blomp, 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 rather than a nice deep sound so if you've got a real fire and you can do that safely then do warm your drum up obviously don't over warm it if you do over warm it then put a bit of water on it uh, but so treat it carefully obviously not too close to the fire because <laughs> it'll catch fire and then what you do is literally you walk to the east and you circle it twice the, the candle or the light of fire in the east and as you walk around it you start asking for learning knowledge and acceptance from the east for the drum and yourself and you call that learning knowledge and acceptance in, into the drum and once you finish with the east and it feels like you've got that you walk into the center you walk around the center keep drumming the whole time then you walk to the south fire Again, you circle that twice, and this time you're asking for physical strength, stamina, and health from the south. And you call that in for your drum and for yourself. And then again, you keep drumming, you walk into the circle, and you circle around the circle, the middle of the circle. And then you walk to the west, the lantern or fire in the west. And the west is where the sun sets, and it is the time of our ancestors. So you're asking at this point your ancestors for the past for the history for, you're asking them to help and come in now to the drum and yourself and you, that's that feels extremely powerful because if you've ever looked at how many ancestors you have it's huge 
And I know some of us have got ancestors that weren't that wise, but you're, you're really you're asking the wise ancestors and you're asking the ancestors because they 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 would have passed on. They're not in human form anymore. So with all those ancestors that maybe you had some issues with, they're not in human form. They're in their spiritual form. So they're they're much more wise and uh, assisting and they'll come in and help you. Then you walk to the center again <laughs> and uh, probably getting a bit giddy by now. And then you walk out to the North Fire, you circle that twice, and this time you ask for spiritual powers and any related powers from the North for your drum and yourself. By this time you, you've got learning, knowledge, acceptance, physical strength, stamina, health, your ancestors, your spiritual powers. You're really pulling in a lot of energy into the drum, so you can see that slowly it's turning it from a musical instrument into a powerful tool for shamanism or whatever you want to use it for. Then you walk into the center, still beating the drum gently. And it's this point you're about to present the drum. So the drum has received all of this information. It's fully charged up. You're fully protected. You've decided if you're, you're doing it in the sunrise, the sunset or the moonlight. Um, maybe you want to do a full moon. That would be quite powerful if, if you're into the moon. And literally you just you just stand and you present the drum and you ask the soul of your drum to birth into this physical drum yeah and then as as that happens with all of your intent and all of your love you're you're calling it into the drum and you'll probably at that point get a name for your drum it may not happen immediately um if you watch the video of mine you can see there's there's a moment where i i i've, I've given the drum to the guy and I've called in the soul and there's actually a flash on on the video you see a boof as something happens and I I felt it I felt I felt the drum suddenly get a bit heavier and it just felt extremely powerful and, I, and all I heard was Freya Freya I am Freya so you you've now birthed your drum <laughs> your drum is now not just a musical instrument it's a tool um, it's fully attuned to you because you and the drum have been to the east, the south, the west, the north. You've called in the learning, the knowledge, the acceptance, the physical strength, the ancestors, the spiritual powers. You you are now bonded. It's like you've cut your palms and you've put them together. You're, you're bonded. Um, you need to look after that as a being. So mine lives under a, a beautiful um, blanket <laughs> and, and I keep her warm. Uh, make sure that she's uh, not too hot, not too cold. And because you are attuned and because she's attuned to you, really, you shouldn't be lending it out like a drum. You, It's not a musical instrument anymore. It's tuned to you and it may not take kindly to being used by someone that's just playing it like a drum. So if somebody needs just a drum, buy a second one that's just, just a drum. <laughs> let them use that and say no this this is a, a, a magical it's a magical being um, and it will it will look after you i've had my drum now for must be oh, lose track of time must be getting on for four years and i use her all the time and it, she gets more and more powerful it's amazing how when we go on a journey i'll, I'll feel intuitively that i need to beat the the, the sun that's on her or I, have, I need to hit the the phoenix or or the, the dragon or maybe it's stonehenge or maybe it's the mermaid and and, and there's a, there's a different tune comes out of the drum 
and a different energy comes out of it and people see and feel and hear things um so it's she's very powerful in that way so the, any questions on all of that let's read the chat what's the chat say who did the artwork on the drum uh basically i i, I drew the artwork very roughly and a lady in finland uh, did it I, I when i share this i'll share with you her instagram and then you can go and see and she's always creating drums so if you want a drum that's pre-done then she does beautiful stuff if you'd rather have something uh to your artwork she'll, she'll do that it it can take a while you know you need to be patient two or three months but they do an amazing amazing job now uh, what else we got here is it better to buy your own drum or be given one i did one by here there's no better it's whatever works for you so some some people like to buy their drum some people are given a drum some people will create a drum and go on a drum creation process whatever feels right to you there's there, there is no better the important part is that you you birth it and you you make it yours once once it's been given to you um yeah, because I and that's on my students were bought some drums, another one was given a drum, and it wasn't until they burst it they really felt its power. Uh, what materials do you use to keep the art elements on the drum? I don't I don't use any materials. It, I mean, it's it's in the grain of, of that's um deer skin. It's in the grain and all I do if it gets a bit dirty then I will use very lightly some water on it. And then I always always make sure I dry her out, but yeah, mo I would, most people say just leave it as it is, let let it age. It it, it does its own thing. Um, did you sing while you did the birthing ceremony? I I didn't sing. No, I just played the drum. But again, you you can use any frequencies if you like to hum, you like to sing. What you can do that as well. Um, using the voice is something that. I haven't fully got into yet when I was in Peru a lady was teaching us how to hum and sing and how that works and I sometimes when I play the drum I get a song that comes through and I, I will sing it and if I'm walking on my own in nature I often sing songs to myself but <laughs> I'm a bit shy about singing in public. <laughs> uh, ink, pencil, acrylics etc. Um, it's I'm not sure that's the honest truth. I'm not sure. You'd have to, you have to ask. You'd have to ask the lady that um, created it what she painted it in. Um, I I can ask her. And I say I'll I'll, I'll share with you uh, her Instagram and you you can have a look at all her wonderful drums and she she does she does she's very busy. She creates so many, but she'll respond if you've got any questions. What material do you suggest for a drum? Um, well, mine mine is deer skin but you can have skin of any animal that's been uh, ethically <laughs> removed from the animal let's say um, but you can also use synthetics i've i've not yeah when, when i first looked into drums uh, everyone said use the skin because the skin is, is better to use and uh, i think you, you could use horse if you wanted to you can use deer um, i think they do buffalo as well but again if you're thinking of having a drum go and meet the soul of your drum before you even buy the physical drum and ask the soul of the drum what does it want 
does it want to be synthetic does it want to be yeah you know, and if if obviously if you're a person that is vegan or whatever you you probably want a synthetic one um but they, they are out there how can shamanism help with one soul retrieval well this is a subject for another class that the soul retrieval class was uh in the middle of last year so if, if you go back through the replays you'll you'll, you'll see it there um the drum is used in in the soul retrieval and shamanism helps with soul retrieval a, a lot i've done quite a few soul retrievals um and you're out in soul which basically our, our soul when we come into when we're born we're 100 percent soul as we go through life now traumas bits get chipped off you know half a percent quarter percent maybe there's a big trauma someone dies that's very close to you maybe 10 percent of your soul disappears and, and it goes somewhere where it feels safe for a while and sometimes it doesn't always come back um, yeah, and soul retrieval is about finding the soul, talking to the soul, and, and asking it to come back. And often when it comes back, it, it wants something. So my five-year-old piece of soul only came back when it said, you better get a kaleidoscope. So I did, <laughs> which is beautiful. So I've got a kaleidoscope that sits here on my desk. And I get it out every now and again, my little five-year-old soul that disappeared when at school they told me I couldn't be a left-hander and made me a right-hander. But I now use my mouse left-handed. So, but I still write right-handed though. Cool. So, I just want to do a little bit of advertising. I, I've got um, Galactic Mysticism, which is an 11-month uh, deep dive into shamanism that you're more than welcome to come on. Uh, I've also got some other courses at self-study, like Mystical You. Um, so, just go across to my website is at englishmystic.com and it's all there i've got some free offerings there's three free healings there that have been recorded which you can uh, go through there they're, they're quite powerful um there's a caduceus chakra cleanse which is only eight pounds which is very powerful it's about a 17 minute one it's i love doing that one it's, it's gorgeous so go have a look at those uh my become a shaman course costs 2999 it's an 11 month deep dive so if anyone's interested in that it's all on the website you can uh, let me know and we'll have a little chat to see if it's right for you and so i've got the caduceus healings i've got lots of, i do lots of healing so you can you can buy those as well they're all on the website I won't bore you too much um, and one of the ideas i've got is that i'm going to turn all of these um basically shamanism hills into a little course and put them all together they're all sort of all over the place on a blog but i was going to create a course sort of called shamanism hills or something and put them all together so uh you, you there's as you can see there's soul retrieval and i explained soul retrieval in deep detail there and all the other ones i was thinking of doing that and i was going to put a small charge on it um would people be interested in that and if you want to put in the comments how much you'd be willing to pay for it and even if it was eight pounds i'd be quite happy because it just you know it it pays for the fact that i have to create the course and the system it's on is called kajabi and that that costs about 1500 pounds a year so it all just helps for that i'm not interested in making loads of money i just want to share all these things with people so that they they know they're there so if anyone would be, is interested put in the comments how much you'd like you want to pay and then i'll create the course and it's all there for you and what I'd be doing is uh, every time I do one of these live, I'll just add it in there. 
So over over time, it will become a huge directory of, of many different healing modalities and, and talks. If you're interested, let me know. And then you can, uh, what does a dismemberment journey do? Oh, that's a very powerful one. Uh, that's my contact details if you're interested in the website. It's also .com. A dismemberment journey. Uh, we did, I did one yesterday with a client. A dismemberment journey is you go on a journey to the lower realms. And you'd only probably do this a few times in your life. Um, if you're a shamanic practitioner and you want to cleanse yourself fully, you might do it a few more times. But what it does is, let me just stop sharing. So what a dismemberment journey does is you go to the lower realms, you call in your guides if you've got guides. And if you don't have guides, then I lend you my guides. And we, before we go on the journey, we tap into how this dismemberment is going to work. And the word dismemberment is fully that. You, your, your free soul goes on the journey to the lower realms and it, it is fully completely dismembered. It, you could ask for a nice simple one where the dragons burn you up and you don't feel any pain and you end up as ash and then you turn into a phoenix and you're rebirthed. Or maybe what you do is you go down there and three lions rip you apart and chew you and, and it's quite painful. <laughs> but what's happening is it's destroying fully and completely and totally everything to do with this life. So if you've got lots of traumas, it's removing it from the body. And often people say, even though I didn't get pulled apart, I felt like I was being pulled apart. And that's that's the trauma or leaving you. It's, it's, it truly is a, a powerful thing. And it's not to be done lightly. Um, and you probably need to take a day off because afterwards you'll probably want to sleep. And one of the people that had it went, slept for four hours afterwards and then had a full night's sleep. And the first time I did it, same with me, I, I was just completely wiped out because it does, it completely wipes you out. And what happens is they, they sometimes remember you, i.e. They, they build you back into the physical you on the shamanic journey, or you rise like a phoenix, or sometimes you're just a little blob, little thing that pops back through into this reality, into this, and, and you just feel completely renewed. It's like having a chakra cleanse and an aura cleanse, uh, a uh, hundred times <laughs> it's it's yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah cool perfect maybe a minimum to maximum payment where people pay what they can and start what you need to recoup because yeah i i do that on the um 2004 sorry 2024 i should say not 2004 2024 <laughs> a few years out Two decades out yeah so i do that on that i say it's eight pound 88 minimum and if you want to pay 20 30 or 40 you can yeah. so yeah that's cool i'll do that i'll do the same thing on that 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 seems to work well then people that and also i have an option with people don't have any money and they need it free then I, i'm quite happy for people to have it free because some somebody will pay 40 and somebody will pay nothing and then and it evens out so that's the best way to do it you're most welcome well, as I say, I'll, I'll send this out on replay and it'll be available on the blog and then I'll probably over the next few weeks create it into a course and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go through and let you all know where the link is and you, you can grab it for free, £5, £20, whatever it is you want to you wanna pay. Superb. It's beautiful to see you all. Please do send me any information about what you would like to learn about.
because shamanism is huge if nobody comes up with anything i've got a big list of things i can talk about and i'll just say okay next week we'll do this uh, but if if someone says i'd really like to hear about that then then i'll do it somebody wanted to hear about the drum birthing so i shared that um yeah and i say that if you look through what we've already gone through then you you, you can see that we've already done the dismemberment and quite a few others um, but yeah there's always there's always new things coming out there's there's a recapitulation one that i just learned recently so i could share that next time or something that's a really beautiful one where you go back through your life and you remember the times where you're having arguments or there's some sort of trauma and you you you, t you review that and you take back your power and you take back what was said to you you take back what you said and you you, you cleanse it so you can then go back to that trauma and go no it's got no power over me anymore uh, so that's gorgeous beautiful you're most welcome thank you very much and uh have a beautiful rest of your days and wherever you are in the world. Morning, evenings, and uh, if you're going to bed, sleep well. <laughs> See you all soon. Bye, there you go. Bye, bye.